ஹரிஓம் டுடே இஸ் வெரி அஸ்பீஷியஸ் டே டுடே இஸ் கீதா ஜெயந்தி டுடே இஸ் ஆல்சோ ஸ்பெஷல் ஏகாதசி மோக்ஷதா ஏகாதசி ekadashi which gives liberation one who leaves the body today or leaves the drops the ego attains that supreme goal of enlightenment and today is also swami tapanji maharaj's jayanti so before we come to the text little bit about bhagavad gita anyway we are studying but something more because today being a very special day few words about this great scripture bhagavad gita is considered the very essence of all the upanishads and the upanishads are essence of the vedas so by studying bhagavad gita we come to understand the very soul of all our scriptures because the very foundation of our culture is based on the vedas only it is said that uh, if one studies this gita no other uh, scripture or no other uh, text need be studied this is complete in itself hmm. கீதா சுகீதா கர்த்தவியாஹாஸ்திரவிஸ்தரைஹிஸ்தரைஹிஸ்தரைஹிஸ்தரைஹிஸ்தரைஹிஸ்தரைஹிஸ்தரைஹிஸ்தரைஹி
It has been translated also in many, many languages of the world and it is appreciated by many uh, wise people around the world. Lot of commentaries are written on Bhagavad Gita, um, like Bhagavan Shankaracharya's commentary, and we have all the great Mahatmas uh, have, almost all um, great Mahatmas, they have also written or said something about Bhagavad Gita. So we are very fortunate that uh, we are studying this and uh, now during this Yadnya, the Gita Jayanti also has come right in the middle. So we'll chant one verse of Gita Dhyanam, the first verse, if you remember, Om Parthaya. Om Parthaya Pratibodhitam Bhagavata Narayane Naswayam Vesenagratitam Puranamunina Madhe Mahabharatam Advaitam Ritavarshinim Bhagavatim Ashtadashadhyayinim Ambatvamanusandadhami Bhagavad Gita Bhavadveshini. So on this day we also do namaskar to Vedvasji, to Bhagwan Sri Krishna, and to the entire Guru Shishya Parampara, because of which we are able to study this Bhagavad Gita. Today being all Swami Taponji Maharaj's Jayanti. It is a double bonus for all of us because in Chinmaya Mission we are studying this and understanding this scripture because of the blessings of Gurudev. But Gurudev himself could gain this knowledge because of the blessings of Swami Taponji Maharaj. Taponji Maharaj was a great realized master who remained in the Himalayas. He was from Kerala, Palghat. He got, right from his childhood, he got attracted towards this spirituality. And he left his home in search of a teacher. He found a great master. He studied from that master. And then later on, he went to the Himalayas to meditate and contemplate on what he has learned. And there itself he came to recognize that supreme reality, gain that state of enlightenment. Taponji Maharaj has always is to move in the Himalayas only. He many times he went to what you call all those Tirthakshetras also and then Manasarovar and uh, Kailash he used to move in the, he used to be called as the uh, lion of the um, Himalayas. He knew each and every mountain there by their name because uh, there are those, uh, in the scriptures, they have mentioned the names of important mountain peaks and all, and he knew them. 
In fact, uh, once one team of some, uh, I think, Britishers, they had come, they wanted to do some research, and they took help of Swami Taponji Maharaj in order to understand the intricacies of uh, these Himalayas. They have named one place also after Swami Taponji Maharaj. There is that Tapovanam beyond, uh, beyond Gomuk. That place is named after Swami Taponji Maharaj only. He was total, uh, what you call, a dispassionate, uh, uh, dispassionate means detached, absolute filled with vairagya. He used to travel without carrying anything, no money, no nothing. He used to just move and whenever he used to feel hungry or whatever, he used to get the food appropriately at the right time. He used to say that one who has created this world, he will feed me also. He used to just move around. Once he has written, there is beautiful books by Swami Taponji Maharaj. One is Wandering in the Himalayas. It will be nice if you read that book. Also there is another book, Ishwar Darshan. And he not only describes the beauty of nature, he describes uh, Himalayas uh, beautifully, but uh, in between he also conveys the highest truth, the highest reality. In, uh, in this one of his book, he has mentioned his uh, one of, one experience which he had in the Himalayas. So he was going on his yatra, he used to just roam around in the Himalayas, so once he was uh, going alone and he met some sadhus on the way and they told him that don't go ahead, there are some robbers, there are some thieves there. They have looted us. They take away all our money and all which we carry. So don't go there. So Taponji Maharaj was totally fearless and he was not carrying anything. He said, I don't have any fear of this. Uh, robbers or anybody. So he just continued on his journey. And really there were those robbers, they caught hold of him. And they said, okay, remove whatever valuables you have, money you have. He said, I don't have anything. They were surprised, like, they checked him and really nothing was there. He said, you are not even carrying food. He says, no, whenever I am hungry, I get food. Whenever I need something, I get it. I don't have to carry all those things. And those robbers, they were quite uh, amazed and surprised. And it was uh, somewhere in the afternoon or something. And they, they said that, oh, you are not carrying any food and all. We are carrying something. Would you like to share with us? He says, yes, yes. No problem. So he, he had food with them. And then again he said bye-bye to them and he was going. That time the robbers said, be careful, there are robbers ahead. <laughs> so that was the greatness of Swami Tapuanji Maharaj. Our Gurudev, um, first Pujya Gurudev had gone to Swami Shivananji, a great uh, master who used to stay in Rishikesh. And uh, Swami Shivananji later on uh, told our Pujya Gurudev that you can now, for your higher studies, further studies, 
you can go to swami taponji maharaj a great realized master who is there in the in uttarkashi so swami ji and he wrote him one letter also of recommendation so pujya gurudev he walked all the way to from vishikesh to uttarkashi and he met pujya taponji maharaj he did namaskar and he said i have i have come i have been sent by swami shivanand ji to learn under you so taponji maharaj was very strict and all and he only encouraged good sincere seekers so he wanted to test his sincerity also so he asked where is the what is the proof what is the recommendation he said that, that letter he had given i lost it somewhere he said you go back and get another one he had come all the way walking and that time all those uh, facilities were not there so again gurudev went back got another letter again he came all the way back seeing his sincerity he was very pleased he said yes i will accept you as my disciple i will teach you but again another condition he put he said i will teach only once not keep on repeating i will teach once and any time i will ask you and question regarding whatever i have taught if you fail to reply you will have to again go back i don't want to teach buddhu disciples hand pujya gurudev he accepted he said yes you can do that and pujya gurudev remained with swami taponji maharaj he learned under him he uh, at night and during the day also whenever he is to get time he is to spend time only in studies and contemplation on whatever he had learned from swami ji and in this way he could master he could learn the scriptures from such a great master so whatever i am saying or teaching or sharing my understanding i myself have gained it from pujya guruji swami tejomayanand ji and pujya gurudev i had the opportunity to listen to the entire bhagavad gita from pujya gurudev himself directly at siddhavadi so whatever i am saying it has come from this parampara only whatever good things are whatever defects in this and that are my originals i am expert in that but whatever good and whatever wonderful things which i might be expressing they have come from this guru shishya parampara only so on this uh, auspicious day uh, we remember all our swami taponji maharaj and the entire guru shishya parampara and do namaskar to them hariyo we'll chant from verse number 15 mam upetya punar janma दुखालयम शाश्वतम नाप्नुवन्ति महात्मानः 
संसिद्धिम परमाम गताह Punarjanmana vidyate Sahasrayuga pariyantam Ahariyad brahmano viduhu Ratrim yuga sahasrantam Teho ratra vidojanaha Avyaktad Vektaya Sarvaha Prabhavantya Haragame Ratriagame Praliyante Tatreva Vekta Sangyake Bhagavan says that a very simple path to attain me means to realize our own nature as divine is to constantly remember that divinity. That is the path. Our, we will become free of the bondage of thoughts. We will become free of bondage created by thoughts. Mind itself is the cause for our bondage and mind itself will help us to become free of all bondage. Mana eva manushyanam karanam bandha moksha yoho. Mind itself causes all bondage. If there was no mind, everything would have been nice. But uh, one would have been like a stone only. So, mind causes bondage, but we have to take help of the same mind to become free of all bondage. These three gunas which we have seen, Sattva gun, Rajogun, Tamogun. So, when mind becomes tamasic or rajasic, it binds us. When we make the mind more and more sattvic, that sattvic mind releases us from all bondage. Mind which is which is attached to objects and things of this world, attached to pleasures, attached to some goal regard, uh, related to this world, one is bound. When the mind becomes free of all attachment, one becomes free. So Bhagavan says, the easiest way to attain me is to constantly remember me and do whatever your kartavya karma, your duty is. So one who with a single pointed mind remembers me constantly for a long time throughout his life, tasyaham sulabha partha, for him I am very easily attainable. And one who attains me, Bhagavan says, he becomes free of this samsar, which is dukkhalayam ashashvatam, which is filled with sorrow, with pain, with trouble, with fear, with jealousies, with anger, 
all this is full of uh, pain and sorrow not only as a human being but even as animal birds there's constantly there is fear one is fear of uh, of those predators and all when they will come and jump and eat so all these animals they constantly they live in fear hmm? they are constantly there and little pleasure they might get but constantly there is so much of pain and trouble and there are some animals who become unlucky who come in contact with human beings and they experiment with them and do all sorts of uh, hmm? they torture them like anything birds are tortured animals are tortured little insects are tortured by human being uh, in a very inhuman way so that is also like uh, one may end up becoming an animal and coming in contact with a uh, human bad human so the world is full of sorrow and it is temporary we are not only talking of this world but bhagwan says even if you attain brahmalok even if you are born in brahmalok or in swargalok or many other lokas are there they are the various planes of consciousness having different levels of experience so like in the, in the in the in the light also suppose you have a have a bright light and also some regulator you can increase the brightness and then decrease the brightness also make it absolutely zero and then increase it also right so similarly the consciousness is like light and uh, there are different levels you can say of this consciousness depending on the purity of the mind and other factors and based on that are the various lokas the various uh, worlds of experience even in this world we experience uh, everyone experience a different world and also we have our dream world our deep sleep world so all these worlds bhagwan says right from brahma brahma lok to all other lokas punaravartinaha if one attains them again one has to come back because they are limited in time we have seen the concept of time one day of brahma ji you remember the figure okay 40 Uh, uh, 43 lakhs 20000 is the one chaturyuga multiplied by 1000 is one day of brahma ji and same is one night of brahma ji now little little more figures i will give you to this itself is too much this itself is too much but the greatness of our rishi munis is that they had see even in science or even in mathematics they they don't talk about fig- this this large figure is not used because it's too big so one day of brahma ji brahma ji means that creator the the divine that supreme reality wielding the power of creation is called brahma ji and he uh, will sit 
uh, while wielding it also then gets its own personality as Brahmaji. And this Brahmaji has his own lifespan also. So one day of Brahmaji multiplied by, no, 360 days of Brahmaji, 360 days of Brahmaji equal to one year of Brahmaji. How many zeros you yourself calculate? Then, Brahmaji is, Ayu is 100 years. 100 years. Now he has become 50 years. Brahmaji. His Ayu is 100 years. When Brahmaji completes one Ayu, see we have Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh. When Brahmaji completes one Ayu, complete one's Ayu, that hundred years of Brahmaji is one day of Vishnu Bhagwan. Of each Brahmanda has got his Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh. So one Ayu of Brahmaji is one day of Vishnu Bhagwan. Means in one day of Vishnu Bhagwan, Brahmaji comes and goes. Hmm. Then Vishnu Bhagwan means of one particular Brahmanda, not Mahavishnu, huh? not the Supreme Lord, but of one particular Brahmanda, Vishnu Bhagwan also has got hundred years Ayu. And one uh, lifetime of Vishnu Bhagwan is uh, one Nimisha of Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva opens his eyes and closes his eyes. One Vishnu Bhagwan has come and gone. And in one Vishnu Bhagwan's lifetime, so many, I don't know how many of Brahmaji has come and gone. In one Brahmaji's lifetime, so many Indras have come and gone, so many Manus have come and gone. In one lifetime of Manus, so many creatures have come and gone. The concept of time and the vastness of space and the multitude of Lokas and all are given here for us to realize the flimsiness of this entire cosmos and the permanent nature of that supreme reality. This is also meant to develop that vairagya, that if one has got any plans for this temporary world, uh, this is the fact of this world. To develop vairagya, this, all these figures and all are given, they are factual, not that they are just uh, created, factual figure. So during one day of Brahmaji, Multitudes, this what you call the world comes into being, it exists and then it gets dissolved by the night of Brahmaji, evening it gets dissolved and throughout Brahmaji's night it remains in that avvaktavastha only, in unmanifest form and then again the same world with all the beings, again there it is born. So that is now very beautifully brought out in the next verse also, verse number 19. Bhuta gramasa evayam Bhutva bhutva praliyate 
रात्र्यागमेवश पार्थ प्रभवत्यहरागमे भूतग्रामस्वायं भूत्वा भूत्वा प्रलीयते रात्र्यागमेवश पार्थ प्रभवत्यहरागमे भगवान सेस दट भूतग्राम दिस भूतग्राम मीन्स ऑल द beings stavar and jangam all the all the all the beings of this world this whole cosmos whole universe bhuta gramaha there are multitudes of varieties of being on earth itself we have so many varieties of living beings actually life is one but it its expressions are many 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 countless every though every day there must be so many beings who are getting extinct and maybe new forms of beings are coming up so constantly it's a dynamic life constantly it is it is modifying changing and expressing through various forms various life forms taking the material from the world the life expresses like on earth the life expresses in a particular way because that is the material available here oxygen is available whatever things are available so our body and everything takes the material from this world maybe on some other planet the life might be expressing in some other way that's what now the scientists are trying to find out in some other way they might be breathing some other um, other what gas they might be eating something else hmm? instead of pizza they might be eating something else or some other food whatever but life is same because that life is expression of that consciousness and that life expresses through the forms the multitude of forms so all of us are, are that uh, that drop of light or the spot of light expressing in this particular body so we have our own individuality we have our own personality the supreme our nature is same but each one of us we have our own individual personality based on our thoughts emotions and our samskars and uh, things which we carry from our past we have our own individual personality hmm. it's like the snow which falls i mean here it doesn't fall but just imagine snowflakes they say that snowflakes thousands of them millions of them they fall and each and every snowflake has got a different design that's what they say i have not seen it has got a beautiful design each snowflakes it has got a beautiful design so all of them are essentially water only h2o but each snowflakes have its own personality its own individuality hmm. similarly all of us are that pure consciousness expressing as life 
but each expression is different is unique is is having its own beauty and speciality and this unique personality it is again and again it takes birth it dies and again is born it dies and born again dies and born again bhagwan says bhuta gramasya evayam same set of beings sa eva means those beings only who were uh, there in the previous kalpa in the previous uh, life cycle or the world cycle same set of beings who have not attained the state of realization who are not liberated same set of beings bhuta grama sa eva ayam bhutva bhutva praleyate they are again and again born and again they dissolve again they take birth and again they die during one day of brahma ji millions of time one takes keep on taking birth and dying and when brahma ji goes to sleep all the beings again they rest for some time for 43 lakhs 20000 multiplied by 1000 years they rest then when brahma ji wakes up again everyone is born it goes on and on and on non stop hmm. it's like a cycle it's like the sun rising and setting so many times every day same story every day the sun rises and every day it sets again it rises again it sets so bhuta grama sa evayam all of us we have come into this world in different form for millions and millions of time not as human beings maybe as different types of creatures human beings we might have come recently then few i mean lifetime before but otherwise like so many variety of creatures maybe as mosquitoes we might have come with different uh, so many times ne big mosquito small mosquito variety of mosquito dengue mosquito this mosquito that mosquito all variety we must have tried because as dying as one mosquito we must have said, oh mosquito kitna acha is a better mosquito than me next life i want to become a this mosquito what is the difference between a mosquito and a fly mosquito can fly but fly cannot mosquito <laughs> so they must have thought that oh let me become a fly or let me this so like that so many lifetime one must have gone through all this variety of beings bhuta grama sa evayam bhutva bhutva praliyate again and again taking birth dying ratryagame avash when do we all these beings they not only die constantly but also ratryagame at the night night of brahma ji all beings again go into a state of unmanifestation ratryagame avashah avashah means helplessly helplessly we are born and we die see there are some people who say no no i don't believe in rebirth i don't believe in previous birth see if one believes in the laws of physics one believes in basic laws which we experience in this lifetime also then we will we will also 
logically believe in the rebirth. One law is that without cause there cannot be any effect. And if the cause is there, the effect should be there. So if one experiences certain things in one lifetime, then it must have a cause. If one experiences at a subtler level, at the level of our mind and intellect and all, there must be a cause to give that experience. And if we have performed certain actions in this lifetime, but we have not got the result, then we have to say that we will get the result in future. Because the cause is there, so effect will also be there. Hmm. So our life is the is caused by the previous life, and this life becomes the cause of the future. So, uh, logically also, one comes to understand the this uh, that we had a life before, and we will have in future also. And there are various experiences a person has. Sometimes they remember their past life, and that also can be another proof. But the greatest proof is that the scriptures talk about it, great realized masters talk about it, and also there are some yogis who consciously can remember their past lives. In fact, even Gautam Buddha, great master, enlightened master, he also talked about his past lives. So, Bhuta Grama, again and again we are born, and we die. Ratrayagame avashapartha prabhavati aharagame. Then again when Brahmaji wakes up, again the entire cosmos comes into being. So the world is, is a cycle. It is not created from at one particular time. It is a cycle. That is the concept. And our scriptures don't talk about that word creation, that word creation is also can be misleading. Our scriptures talk about the world as projection or or birth, like Srishti. Srishti means born, to take birth. Just like a child is born, the child is all, was already there in the mother's womb and it takes birth. Similarly, or like the seed becoming the tree, the, the entire tree in its subtlest form, in its unmanifest form, was there in the seed. It just manifests. It takes the material from the world and it manifests as a tree. Similarly, the entire world remains in its unmanifest form when Brahmaji, the divine creator, goes to sleep as though and then from that only the entire world gets projected. So, Ratrayagame avasha partha prabhavati aharagame. So, in this way, this life and death chakra keeps on happening. Therefore, Bhagwan says, what we should do? We should try to attain that which is imperishable. What is that which is imperishable? He says, Parastasmatu bhavonyaha Avyakto vyaktat sanatanaha Yasa sarveshu bhuteshu 
नश्यत्सु न विनश्यते परस्तस्मात्तु भावो न्यह अव्यक्तो व्यक्तात्सनातनः यस्य सर्वेशु भूतेशु हाँ, he says that this uh, entire world goes into that unmanifest. That's called avyakta. Avyakta means unmanifest. Unmanifest means that which cannot be seen or experienced through our senses, nor by the mind, nor by the intellect. It has gone into a state of unmanifestation. It's like the like the seed the whole tree is in its unmanifest form it is not not uh, manifest similarly <clears throat> the entire world when it goes into that state of unmanifestation it is in sanskrit it's called avyakt unmanifest but superior and subtler than this unmanifest is their supreme reality which is also called unmanifest because it is also unmanifest therefore bhagwan says that parastasmat subtler and superior to this avyaktaha is that bhavah that reality which is also avyaktaha and but it is sanatanah it is eternal this unmanifest world it's not eternal it keeps on changing modifying um, taking birth dying and all it is it is conditioned by time but that supreme reality is unconditioned by time it is it is also called unmanifest so parastasmat tu bhavah anyah anyah this reality is anyah different avyaktaha it is also unmanifest but it is different from what avyaktat from that unmanifest which is the unmanifest world sanatanaha it is eternal eternal unmanifest reality it is the very substratum of this uh, unmanifest world also just like our dream or deep sleep state see this waking dream and deep sleep state this drama keeps on happening constantly okay? but where is it happening it is happening in that pure consciousness Cons- consciousness is like the substratum in which the entire world or our world goes into state of unmanifestation then it manifests as dream and deep sleep state like we see in a cinema the screen is there and on the screen we see the cinema we see all the bright lights and all and sometimes the whole thing becomes dark entire the light goes away or something the whole place become dark so that darkness is also supported by that screen and when again the light comes that is also supported by the screen the screen remains hidden behind the behind that cinema similarly that pure consciousness is like the screen 
on which the drama of creation, sustenance and dissolution takes place, keeps happening. So, Bhagavan says, it is yasa sarveshu bhuteshu natshatsu na vinashyati. It is that which remains undestroyed or remains unaffected, indestructible, na vinashyati, even when all the beings get destroyed, even when all the entire creation get destroyed, it remains untouched. Untouched. Even when the whole whole world, even whole world after the cycle goes into the state of unmanifestation, that supreme reality remains untouched. In that only this unmanifest world exists. And again it is projected. Science has not come at present. It has not comprehended this supreme reality. It has comprehended that the world comes into, goes into a state of unmanifestation. And again it gets projected. But it has not yet understood that it is happening in a substratum which is real, which is changeless. See, in order to experience change, there should be a changeless substratum. Just like we see the river moving, in order to see the flow, the, 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 the river bed should be absolutely steady. Similarly, in order to experience this changing phenomena which we experience as this world, there should be a changeless substratum, a changeless witness. That changeless witness is that supreme reality. Yeah. Sa sarveshu bhuteshu natsyatsu na vinashyati. We doesn't get destroyed even when all the beings, their forms and the world get destroyed. So this is the supreme goal which one has to realize and attain. It says in the next verse, Avyaktokshara ityuktaha Tamahu paramam gatim Yam prapyananivartante Tadhama paramam mama Avyaktokshara Tamahu paramam gatim Haan, Bhagavan says, this is avvaktaha, this supreme reality, which is called avvaktaha, unmanifest. It remains unmanifest. Therefore, it cannot be comprehended by the senses, nor by the mind, nor by the intellect. It is, it, it doesn't react to any of this, any of these organs of perception and comprehension. It is beyond all this. Cannot be comprehended at all. So, avvaktaha, but it is akshara. Akshara means indestructible. 
doesn't undergo any modification, any change, doesn't get destroyed at all. Iti uktaha, thus is said in the great scriptures and thus is said by great masters. Iti uktaha tam ahu paramam gatim and that supreme reality alone is called the ultimate destination, ultimate gati, paramam gatim. It is the ultimate destination of all beings. All lokas, as it was said before also, that it is destructible. Even if one says, oh, Bhagwan ka lok hai, ye hai, wo hai, all lokas, right from Brahma lok to all other lokas are destructible. They go into a state of unmanifestation, but beyond that is the supreme reality. And tam ahu paramam gatim, that is the supreme gati. Gati means goal or destination hmm, which one reaches. And Bhagavan says, yam prapya nanivartante, having attained this, one doesn't have to, doesn't come back into samsara. It's like one mistakes the uh, rope for the snake. Once the rope is comprehended, then there's no longer that fear of snake is there. The snake doesn't come. Once one transcends all this confusion and ignorance and bondage and realizes that supreme reality, there is no more coming back into samsara. Yam prapya nanivartante Taddhāma paramam mama, Bhagavan says, that is my supreme abode. That is where, from where I have come. That is my supreme abode. Hmm? There is a song also, I don't remember, Guruji sings, Ki that, that that is my supreme abode from where I have come. Pani na pavanana dharati akasvam. It is there where there is no water, there is no land, there is no akash, there is no vayu. That is my supreme abode. Amaravahadesh va. All of us have come from that great, this supreme place, which is free from all concepts of time and space. It's, it's so fantastic that the brain cannot comprehend it. So, Taddhama Paramam Mama, Bhagavan says, that is my Paramdham. So, you attain that. He is giving us invitation here. To come to me, become one with me, and attain this supreme goal. Okay, please tell us how to attain. Are Baba, I have told you. No, no, please, one more time. Last time, yes, please tell. So, Bhagwan again, he gives the upai. He says, in the next verse, beautiful verse, he says, Purushasapara Partha Bhaktya labhyastva nanyaya 
ಭಕ್ತ್ಯಾಲಭ್ಯಸ್ತನಸ್ಥೂತಿ ದಿಸ್ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಧಾಮ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಪುರುಷ ಪುರಿಶಯನಾತ್ ಪೂರ್ಣತ್ವ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಪರ್ವೇಡ್ಸ್ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಇಸ್ ಪರ್ವೇಡೆಡ್ ಬೈ ದಿಸ್ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಗೋಲ್ಡ್ ಆರ್ನಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಪರ್ವೇಡೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಗೋಲ್ಡ್ ಆಲ್ ಮಡ್ ಪಾಟ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಪರ್ವೇಡೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಮಡ್ this all this entire cosmos world is pervaded by that supreme reality therefore it is called purushah or it is purna purna means complete there is no incompleteness everything is there all that one can imagine and think about is there it is complete in space time concept it is complete and beyond all limitation purnah so purushas saparah partha he partha he that person is paraha beyond beyond all this world how can one attain it he says bhaktya labhyah tu ananyaya yar bhagwan gives that one path he says ananyaya bhaktya labhyah you can attain this supreme state of realization through ananya bhakti devotion ananya means single pointed no other anya means other ananya means no other 100% single pointed devotion to this supreme reality will make us realize it ananya bhakti ಅನ್ಯ ಆಶ್ರಯಾಂ ತ್ಯಾಗ ಅನನ್ಯತ ನಾರದ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಸೂತ್ರ ನಾರದ್ ಜಿ ಸೇಸ್ ಟು ಗಿವ್ ಅಪ್ ಆಲ್ ಅದರ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ದಟ್ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ಎಸ್ ದ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಅನನ್ಯ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಜನರಲಿ ವಿ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಸಮ್ ಇಮೋಷನ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ಜನರಲಿ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದಟ್ ಫೀಲಿಂಗ್ ಥೋಡ ಇಮೋಷನ್ ಥೋಡ ರೋನಾ ಧೋನಾ ಥೋಡ ಯೇವೋ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಭಕ್ತಿ but bhakti is something much subtler and it is that supreme love for that supreme reality but not love as emotions it is a love accompanied by our understanding it is a combination of mind and intellect not only mind when love is only based on the mind then it is not complete love right? it is emotions and if it's only intellect then also it is not complete it should be both the combination of our emotions and understanding therefore it is said you should love with your heart heart is that which is a combination of our mind and intellect it is said god resides in our heart it is it is not said that he resides in our mind or in our intellect or in our brain though he is everywhere 
but it is said he resides in our heart heart is a combination a confluence of our pure emotions and subtle thoughts or understanding there with that one has to direct that towards that supreme reality like in 12th chapter bhagwan says mayeva mana adhasva mai buddhim niveshaya you place your mind in me and place your intellect in me direct all your emotion towards me and direct all your understanding towards me both should go together if love is without understanding then it is not complete so both should go together hmm. in uh, in vivek chodamani our shankaracharya ji defines this bhakti as atma anusandhanam constantly meditating on that supreme self constant uh, attention on that supreme self he defines it as bhakti hmm. not an imaginary god not some concept of god not some ideas about god but on that supreme reality our love for that is called bhakti otherwise one may end up loving some form or some ideas that is not bhakti so purushasya parappartha bhaktya labhyah tvananyaya definitely bhakti shastra also it is said that first step to attain bhakti is shravanam shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam pada sevanam archanam vandanam dasyam sakhyam atmanivedanam and the final step is atmanivedan complete surrendering to that supreme reality so first we have to listen about that reality that god shravanam then we have to talk about we have to sing his glory we have to talk about it then whatever we have listened goes deeper within us therefore whatever gurudev is to insist that whatever you hear you should share it with someone like if you listen to this pravachan you should go back and share it with those who don't come then they will tell you please don't tell me i will come ha <laughs> huh. but share it with them so that when you express it it becomes more clear to you it goes deeper what i what i utter with my mouth it whatever i have heard it goes deeper that is the beauty so let's call kirtan singing the glory loudly with your mouth so shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam and then vishnu this all pervading purushah one should remember smaranam so what i have heard and what i have understood by expressing i have to constantly remember it shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam remember by remembering again i go deeper into my uh, identification with that supreme reality so shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam pada sevanam pada sevanam means performing puja means perform, offering service means performing all action for that supreme reality karma yoga 
वॉट एवर आई डू इज भगवान्स पूजा वॉट एवर आई डू इज भगवान्स आराधना परफॉर्मिंग ऑल एक्शन्स डिरेक्टेड टुअर्ड दैट सुप्रीम यद्यत कर्म करो मी तत्तदखिलम शंभोत वाराधनम दैट वॉट एवर एक्शन आई एम डूइंग इट्स योर आराधना सो फिजिकली ऑल्सो वेन वी एक्सप्रेस अवर दैट लव देन इट बिकम्स स्टील डीपर वेन माय एक्शन्स ऑल्सो आर डिरेक्टेड टुअर्ड दैट सुप्रीम माय अंडरस्टैंडिंग एंड माय कन्विक्शन of it becomes still deeper so these are beautiful steps so shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam padasevanam archanam archanam is further our puja only one is seva archanam is then you offer you i mean you dedicate dedicate your um, things to bhagwan archana we do we offer flowers we offer the various uh, other material to the lord so archana is like sacrificing whatever we have for bhagwan one is performing action for him and whatever results come you offer it back to the lord sacrifice something for for that supreme reality so it further we identify with that supreme so archanam vandanam vandanam do namaskar namaskar is be humble develop that complete humility in front of that divinity which is there everywhere as the self of all so vandanam do namaskar to that lord to do namaskar to that supreme reality which is expressing through each and every being so that namaskar also reduces our ego and makes us identify with that supreme still further vandanam archanam vandanam dasyam then we become complete the das of that supreme servant that i belong to you servant means i belong to you till now we were thinking god belongs to me but that is also ego a stage comes when i say i belong to you o lord i belong to you hmm tulsidas ji says written very beautifully ki jo chahe so kar krupa tulsi tero hai tulsidas ji says you do whatever you want with me because i belong to you not that you belong to me i mean you belong to me no doubt but more deeper is i belong to you that is a deeper bhakti in the beginning first stage god belongs to me but the further subtler avastha in bhakti is i belong to god that is very important and interesting because each one of us we have this deeper feeling in us that i belong to someone or something and generally it is some person only i belong to and they, we use this na in our day to day romantic language also uh, i belong to you you belong to me and all ek dooje ke liye and all <laughs> so we go in that concept comes into our head i belong i belong to an organization i belong to this company i belong to this nation all these are temporary thing don't keep this in mind basic deeply 
I belong to God first. That is my first identity. That is my deepest identity. Secondary identity, I belong to the country, I belong to the world, I belong to an organization, I belong to this family, I belong to this and that. But first, I belong to God. That should be, that is when, when that comes, then we become Das, servant. Servant doesn't mean that uh, doing here and there some work, no doubt work I am doing, but deep feeling that I belong to God. I don't have a separate identity. When Hanumanji had this bhavana, when Hanumanji went to Lanka, our Ravan asked him, who are you? It's a very interesting question. And the answer to that reveals where we are sitting and where we are established. So he asked, who are you? Oh monkey, you have come here and created so much of Allah Gulla. Who are you? Are you from some organization? Huh? During that time, such all these organizations were not there. But you never know. So he asked, who are you? And Hanumanji gives his identity. He says, the one who created this world by his power, you, all, you also have attained greatness in this world. I am his dasa. I am his servant. I don't have a separate identity. He didn't say, I am Anumanji, you know, I have these degrees in debt and all this. This is my business card. And this is nothing like that. He just, he just said that he, he talked for some time about Ramchandraji and then he said, I am his Das. My identity is, is with respect to him. So similarly, when our identity becomes with respect to God, then we become his dasa, dasyam. And when we identify him with him, still close, him, I am using him, her, it, huh? that supreme reality, that param purushaha. When we identify with him still closer, when we feel that I and God are one and we are like friends, he is my closest friend then that is called Sakyam, Sakyam, friend. And then I just completely surrender myself to him. I don't keep any identity, I just surrender to him. That's called Atmanivedanam, surrendering Atma, myself, to God. We offer Naivedya to Bhagwan. Here Atmanivedanam means making myself I myself becomes the naivedya. I become the offering for God. We keep on offering But what about you? I myself sit in the tray where all offering is made and I offer myself. That is called Atmanivedanam. Offering myself unto that supreme reality. So this is Ananya Bhakti. So, Purushasya Parapartha Bhaktya Labhyaha Tu Ananyaya. And who is that Purusha? Yasyanta Sthani Bhutani Yena Sarvam Idam Tatam. Two important indicators of that Supreme is given here. Beautiful. He says that Supreme Purusha is one in whose Antasthani, in whom all the beings exist. All beings exist in, in him. He is the one in whom all beings exist. 
एंड ये न सर्वम इदम ततम एंड बाय होम इज ऑल दिस परवेडेड वन हु परवेड्स एवरीथिंग एंड इन होम ऑल एग्जिस्ट इज दैट सुप्रीम पुरुष ही हु इज इन एवरी वन एंड एवरीथिंग इज इन हिम दैट इज द सुप्रीम पुरुष यस्यांतस्थानि भूतानि अंतस्थानि इन हिज इन आर बींग ओनली ऑल एवरी वन एग्जिस्ट एंड ही अलोन परवेड्स एवरीथिंग ये न सर्वमिदम ततम दैट पुरुष हु इज ऑल्सो कॉल्ड दैट अव्यक्त हु इज ऑल्सो द परम धाम हु इज ऑल्सो दैट सुप्रीम ईश्वर हु कैन बी एटेन थ्रू भक्ति अनन्य भक्ति भगवान से इज थ्रू दिस अनन्य भक्ति इट कैन बी एटेन पुरुष सपरपार्थ भक्तिया लभ्य तो अनन्यया सो दिस इज द अल्टीमेट गोल विच वन हैज टू एटेन थ्रू ऑल अवर साधना बट वॉट हैपन्स इफ वी डोंट एटेन गॉड वॉट हैपन्स वेर डू वी गो वॉट आर द वेरियस पाथ्स विच अ पर्सन आफ्टर लिविंग दिस बॉडी टेक्स वेर डज इट गो सो भगवान विल टॉक अबाउट दिस पाथ्स वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग द फॉलोइंग वर्सेस देर आर दिस आई वॉन्ट टेल यू नाउ सो देर आर दोज पाथ्स विच यू विल टेल आई वॉन्ट टू नाउ सम अनाउंसमेंट्स आर देर so we'll conclude now and then you remain seated for some time close your eyes and sit straight and with all feelings and understanding will chant bhagwan's name as om and meditate on that supreme purushah as that silence within and around us
पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवशिष्यते शाति 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 हरि ओं श्रीगुरुभ्यो नम हरि